<laughs> What's up, people? It's Chris Angel and Aaron Hendon coming at you. Another episode, Aaron, of the Mindful CEO. Let's be mindful today about the distinguishing distinctions versus understanding something, knowing something. Yeah, we were talking. I was talking about it because I find that it comes up for people, people on my team, people in the group. Um, you know, we understand. I think you don't actually interact with me very often. I don't think a lot of people in my circle uh, don't understand that meditation is useful. I don't. I don't know. They don't understand that meditation. I don't think a lot of people don't think it's useful. I think the vast majority of people understand it. Yes. Right. As useful. And we were, I was thinking about the difference between understanding something and being something, Mm -hmm. you know, the difference between knowing something, Mm -hmm. you know, and they always used to say in the forum that understand, if you understand the forum, if you understand this, it's the booby prize that the, 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 and our and we're geared to understand stuff. I mean, my God, everyone is trying to figure everything out. I mean, that's just yeah, this right. sort of the coin of the realm. Is I don't understand and what, what the what what why why are we, you know? I yeah. mean, but really, what is the value? Really, I mean, on one hand, okay, understanding something, you know, it's useful from a, a scientific standpoint for sure. From you know, getting to the source of something, understanding something, but understanding never created action sure you don't need to know what to do to do something Mm. you know you don't we're completely constrained and limited by the need to figure it out sure and sometimes figuring it out can be a distraction like using meditation as an example like i'm going to read a book about meditation and i'm going to watch a ton of youtube videos about meditation but the actual practicing of it in my life is a different thing. Totally. And, and I don't need to understand the 10, the 10 points to meditation in order to meditate. Right. And understanding them buys you nothing. Yeah. Uh, understanding them gets you nothing. You know, you it's not an access to anything. Hmm. And so there's the as lived phenomena. There's the phenomena that are as lived, you know, um, What's that, that as lived? Well, you know, you're so. I mean, the when you the difference between understanding love and having the experience of love. Uh huh. Yeah. You now, when you're actually in the presence of love, there's mm-hmm. no. You know, that's I think the thing I always think of Shakespeare in that context. Like, okay, mm-hmm. the thing that makes Shakespeare so potent is the unbelievable ability to communicate the experience of love in language through language, Mm. you know, to leave you in the presence of love by using language is a freaky thing to be able to do because they're not really connected in some direct way. You know, it's very difficult to get Mm. words to bring forth the experience. I mean, I think it's why we love art the way we love art is that it brings that that's a, they're using language as a vehicle to bring forth an experience. And I think that's mm-hmm. radically uh, difficult to do. I mean, amazing. I mean, that's why the general population of artists is so <laughs> limited compared to the general population, mm-hmm. because there's an access there to bring forth an experience. Yeah. 
from a medium from a different medium than life. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, I, I mean, what's there for <laughs> me about it is if I'm thinking of a mindful CEO, I'm thinking about those of us in business who are wanting to do business in a mindful way, and um, maybe there's social impact involved, like. It's one thing to try to understand the impact we want to make or understand how to how to build this business. And I think for me, for 20 years, trying to understand business was a distraction to leaning oh. into my heart and getting present to what was what was my soul inviting me to do. Well, I think we're uh, uh, we're dancing on the edge also here of the difference between um, uh, uh, execution and uh, ideation. Sure. You know, that understanding is all in the domain of ideation yeah that's you know where we can you know that's getting ready to get ready you know i don't someone sent me this thing where you know getting ready to do the thing is not doing the thing thinking about doing the thing is not the thing it's a meme someone it's a tiktok <laughs> some some I, I forget who who it is that's saying it but you know it's listing off all these things that are not doing the thing Right. Thinking about doing the thing, talking about doing the thing, getting ready to do the thing, preparing to do the thing, reading about how you could do the thing, all not doing the thing. <laughs> you know, that's the right. the line between ideation and execution. And that's the line, I think, between understanding and distinguishing. Distinguishing. And I, I think that the thing for me that I'm discovering for myself is that there's a certain amount of pain that comes with distinguishing. It's certainly either physical pain or intellectual pain that mm. is required to pass through the space between mm. uh, distinguishing and not distinguishing. Um, and I think we're pain avoidance mechanisms in a lot of ways that we mm. are comfort seeking. And, uh, but anything that, I mean, the, the, the metaphor ready for metaphor land, we're taking a trip to metaphor land. This is really metaphor land. <laughs> I, I, and I, we really, someone, should write in and tell us the difference between a metaphor and an analogy. Mm. Mm, Cause I don't know the difference. <laughs> um, but you know, when you learn to, when you learn balance, you know, we were ta- uh, talking mm. about you, you either have kids and have taught them to walk, right. watch them learn to walk, or you were a kid, mm. Mm. right? Even if you don't have kids, you were a kid and you learned how to walk and um, mm. you could be both. You could actually just, I, I know Alan Kahn is listening and thinking we, I could be both. I know Alan, you could be both. <laughs> um, uh, you ever do that? Have a conversation with someone in your head, like, you, um, and then you put Probably. it on the loudspeaker on your podcast. It's weird. Okay. You should try it. Um, <laughs> oh, when we learned how to walk, we distinguished learning how to walk. You know, we distinguish what we distinguished was not walking. Mm. What we distinguished was, oh, this thing is not falling down. This is what it looks like to not fall down. This is what it is to not fall down. This is the as-lived experience of not falling down. Mm. And we had to go through the space of falling down Mm. over and over and over and over and over. And, you know, a lot of different things we could could do a deep dive on that, right? But Mm. at the surface level, you fell the exact number of times you needed to fall yeah. until you personally distinguished what it is to not fall. Mm-hmm. And you went through that pain mm-hmm. of distinguishing falling from not falling up until then you only had falling. There was, 
though, you know, you weren't going to do it. And then you were a walker. All of a sudden you're a walker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then time goes on and you have this thing called balance in terms of, and what you do with balance is you walk. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you grow in t- over time and you decide that it's now time to take that thing called balance, which you've distinguished and what you do with it is walking, but you now want to go ride a bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have the basics of not falling, but you don't have the, you don't have any, that doesn't give you the access mm-hmm. called riding a bike yet. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a whole new growth that needs to happen and a whole new set of pain <laughs> yeah. that one must go through. And you must go through it. There is no alternative Hmm. to going through it. If you want the balance, if you want to use balance to now elevate your performance and ride a bike, it's a new set of pain. And you distinguish not falling again. Right. In that context. And now you're a bike rider and you can walk and you can bike ride, but you could also do that with surfing or skiing or dancing or ice skating. And all of those things have balance to a new level and have a certain amount of pain that's associated with it. And, uh, you know, dancing doesn't usually come with a lot of physical pain. I mean, it depends how it depends. I mean, if you're talking about ballet, it's a lot of physical pain. Um, but otherwise it's mostly from, in my case, just psychological pain of being embarrassed that I'm sure I look the way I look when I dance. (laughs) Um, but either way, you know, you've got to go through that awkward, this isn't right. I don't know these steps. I don't know how to do this. Right. And I think we avoid that. I think we are out to avoid the pain of distinguishing something Mm. of what it takes to actually go through the work so that you, and then I don't think about balance anymore and it's takes a decent amount of alcohol to get me so that balance is no longer functioning. Right. (laughs) Like it takes a a whole bunch of chemical inducement to get me to no longer be able to do it. Uh Uh Um, But I just, it's something you just are now you've distinguished it. You don't. And if you never ride a bike, if you rode a bike when you were eight and it took you, 15, 20 years to get back on a bike, you could still do it. Yeah. Because you distinguished it. Hmm. Hmm. um, You didn't understand it. You don't know the mass, velocity, momentum, quantum physics level of understanding balance in any way, nor would it make any difference. Yeah. 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 I think part of what's there for me as you say that is the... um, that when when you're uh, a kid and what you want to walk, you want to walk, and so um, I th- I think that's important because I think it's I think you, we get older and we get we turn to adults and we sometimes don't know what we want, and then we have a lot of obligation bearing mm-hmm. down that says I need to understand it to do it. But when you, for me, when I started to tune into what I what my what I really wanted to do in my work. And I was listening not to my intellect and not Gary V and not what, you know, not what Lamborghini leaner said, like not, not what culture said I should want, but what I started to really listen to myself about what I wanted, um, that the, the, 
the falling, it may have some pain to it, but it's not, it's not the same. It's not, it's not embarrassment for me. It's just, I want that. And I'm, I'm not, it might be frustration that I'm not there yet, but it's, it's, it's a different experience for me on this side of knowing what I want and then distinguishing not falling on my way there Mm -hmm. compared to when I would say what I wanted was financial freedom or what I wanted was to be a real estate investor. What I wanted was all these things I read about in books that it was, that was not the, that was not the whole, the whole of it. That was not the true of it. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm getting that. Like it would, I think there's a lot of people in business who are in business like I was because they want to be financially free or they want to be whatever, but mm-hmm. that's like a good idea. Not like what your soul is inviting you to. Those are different. Yeah. And so what's the connection between that and distinguishing that you're making? Well, just that there's for, there's a lot of people in business who are going to keep falling and have the pain of falling and it's going to continue to be painful uh, until they find what it is they really want to do. Mm. Cause you're, you're just going to repeat, you're going to be like, I want to walk. And then before you complete walking, you're like, never mind, I don't want to walk. I want to ride a bike. And then you change, you change gears and pick a different target. And you're like, no, oh, never mind. I don't want to ride a bike. I want to be an ice dancer. <laughs> There's just people who are not pointed in the direction of the thing they really want to do. And so I don't, I don't know that we, I think we'll constantly be distracted by wanting to understand things mm-hmm. versus having the resolve to keep going when towards the thing we actually want. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I hear you. I think the, um, the way I think about that is, um, you know, when, the, when the, why, when the vision, when your calling is strong enough, then you're willing to, you want to be a walker. You want to get that handled, right? And because you're committed to fulfilling something that matters to you, that's what you're saying. It's cathedrals. I mean, we're back to the metaphor land of cathedrals. It's chipping stone versus building a cathedral. Yeah, and you'll learn how to master the chisel and the hammer if what you're committed to is honoring some idea that's big enough to have you honor it and you'll master those things. But that's, you know, stonemasons in that context, the people that, you know, actually do build cathedrals, that's not an, you know, that's years and years and years and years of practice, not study. I mean, probably some study, but mostly time with the chisel, Um, you know, 10,000 hours. And that, connects back to if what is what you want strong enough. Hmm. Um, and boy, there's just a whole world in there, Chris, you know, some, um, you know, you don't wind up with people that choose not to walk. Right. Right. You just don't, you don't wind up with little kids that go, I'm not going to fucking do this. I like being carried. Have you seen (laughs) me fall on my ass a million times? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And you don't find parents that are like, forget it. Right, right, right. You failed at that too much. When are you going to just deal with you're not a walker? No, that's those two. Those never happen. Never happen. That's just, um, you know, never happen. Yeah. Because the environment, the human environment for mobility, for walking, right? Obviously, 
people that have limited use of their legs excluded from this conversation, you know, not what I'm talking about. Um, But the environment is full of walkers. Yeah. Which speaks to, do you have a community around you that calls you to be who you're committed to being? Or are you like, you know, a fish committed to walking, <laughs> right? There's no one in the fish community that's like, yeah, you should be walking. Right, right. Right? No one's like, yeah, you, you should evolve, right? Go check out land. No one's, you know, that that evolution, right, from water to land, that was like, you know, mm-hmm. a radical space. So, you know, can you create an environment of people and a community that's a little bit about... I think that speaks to what we're what I'm committed to building here yeah. is a community of people that are calling that are like, no, you're we walk here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right. know, yeah. no, we, you know, and and in this context, no, no, we practice mindfulness here. Mm-hmm. We take 10 minutes a day and we sit, you know, or an hour a week or whatever. You you know, like the practice. We can get into what the practice is, but I know people go through pain in first of all in breaking their schedule down so that they could take 10 minutes to do nothing right that's a pain that's an amount of pain needed to just even stop my days and sit on days like this where you know i worked out in the morning i literally have to stop my day to do it and there is a pain in doing that I don't find that to be easy or comfortable. I've, it's irritating and annoying and I don't like it. And many times, frankly, I just blow it off. Right. I mean, I do, I, I lead my 10 minute gratitude in the morning and then I call that my day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, part of that is, you know, I don't have the environment set up around me. So there's that pain. And then there's the pain that I don't experience anymore, but I certainly did. And I know people do of quieting the mind. Yeah. And the pain of being with the thoughts and the pain of intentionally practicing non judgment. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. funny that yeah. that comes with pain, but that does come with a certain amount of, you know, practice is required to do that because we are by default constantly judging and mostly judging ourselves as inadequate, mostly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, uh, everything's wrong and I should, and to bring non-judgment to it takes the breaking of a habit. And that in, I, I just, yeah. I call, I'm calling that pain for this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting phenomenon about what the other thing about the creating an environment that calls you to be who you're committed to being. Yeah. And I would add specifically the mindful CEO bit, like that there is a, I feel like who we're talking to are people that have said, I want to have a business that makes an impact. I want to have a business that goes beyond a transaction and and pays something forward in the world. And um, I think that in itself is its own journey. Like it's, you know, we're, we're using the analogy or the metaphor about kids and walking or riding bikes when we were younger and didn't know any different. And we're just like, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. When we become adults, I think we, our intellect kicks in 
And it's not just as simple as like, I'm going to walk, I'm going to ride a bike. There's all of this um, chatter, all of this like confusion. What do I want? What don't I want? How do I build this? How am I going to do this? And and there's, um, it, I think it gets harder to distinguish, to, 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 to move forward and not this, not this, not this in order to get what it is, you know? So there's a lot of getting ready to get ready. There's a lot of people who are reading books and trying to understand it, trying to understand it. How do I build a business? How do I do whatever? Uh, let me watch another 10 or hundred YouTube videos. Maybe that'll, maybe that will give me the angle or the edge I need to, to really then understand it, to do it. And I guess what I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's a question and I guess that I'm posing, which is how do you get to the act of distinguishing your work, your cathedral, your thing, and get beyond, you know, trying to understand it from a YouTube video or a journal entry or a... Well, that's why we have the calling workshop for sure is to get that, you know, create a, um, a pathway for that, you know, and I, uh, and that's a reliable hour, hour and a half of, uh, you know, distinguishing, you know, the beginning of something like, what's this, mm -hmm. what, ha you know, just let's see, I just said distinguishing something, but I want to make sure that's the word I mean. Um, but you do distinguish it in the workshop. Yeah, you there do. is an opportunity I, I, for you to that's find right. something personal. Yeah. And, and then there's, and then, you know, and that takes whatever effort it takes. And maybe we can change pain to be effort. Sure. Um, you know, it takes whatever effort it takes, but then it takes the, and we're talking about this today, uh, but the mind numbing boredom mm. of success, like the mind, you know, the mind numbing just sort of, yeah. I'm going to have to sh sharpen the axe here. I'm going to have to sharpen my chisel. I'm going to have to, you know, I mean, you think about a, 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 a block of marble turning into David. Yeah. And that was, there's a massive amount of mind numbing boredom, bore, boring work in that. I mean, it's just like, you know, the ability to chip teeny little bits away to, to First of all, the vision to be able to see David and yeah, and then, but the real no shit. Mm -hmm. Besides just the work of sharpening the chisels, besides the work of all the stuff around it, you know, the sweeping and the cleaning and the polishing and all that work and work and it's mind-numbingly boring. There's nothing about it that's oh, mm -hmm. you know. It's thrilling in some way. Um, there's a massive amount of work, boring, boring, detailed, yeah, yeah, repetitive yeah. over and over and over and over and over work. You know, like John Coltrane used to run scales eight hours a day. Yeah. It's John Coltrane scales eight hours. Mm. You know, people that master their craft put the time into the background of those things. So, so the calling workshop is an opportunity to put a, create something out here like oh yeah that's but then it's going to take the time to refine it and the as lived phenomena of it like okay right i didn't get agency yeah. right. as my calling 
And it's still something that I'm refining for myself. And I'm still looking at other ways to say it and speak it and look to see because that's a matters to me that I have something I can say my life is for. It matters to me that I can have something I say my life is for. And yeah, that may not matter to everybody. People maybe, you know, I have friends that are perfectly, you know, for them in the, where they're at in their path is I'm cool. I don't need, you know, my life is for doing what I'm doing now tomorrow. Yeah. And maybe I get to be a little bit better at it tomorrow. And I don't, and I don't have any level of derision or, you know, about that, that if that's authentically their sure deal, then that's their deal. You know, I'm, that's not my deal, you know, and I don't think that's your deal. That's why we're connected. And yeah. I think people listening have a deal where it's, you know, I really would like to have my life make a contribution outside of my immediate level of concern. And um, I just don't want that to be judged as better or worse or any no, of that stuff. No, but but to those who are searching for that sense of meaning, I mean, you know, this message, this podcast, this thing we're doing, this collaboration we're into, up to is really for those who are saying, I want a, a, a grander sense of purpose and mission and clarity about what I say my work is for. So the the other people that are fine with whatever they're doing aren't even a part of this conversation. This conversation right. is not even for them. This is for people who are like, I know there's more in here and I want to surround myself with others who are asking similar questions on a similar path and, you know, get whatever reflection I can from them so that I can sharpen my chisel. I can sharpen my, you know, my practices. I, mm-hmm to fulfill that feeling that I have, that I, to whatever degree I have words for, there's something more in here. And, you know, that's what this is. That's what this whole thing is for. The mindful CEO, the whole thing is to walk that home, you know? And that is the the distinguishing and the fulfillment of something that matters. Yeah. 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 To you. I mean, you know, to each of us and it won't, and it won't ever be done. It's never done. So that's why we walk at home. Cause it's, you know, it's an, it's a journey. It's, we're just, and I'm walking mine home and you're walking yours home. And together we're, it's, it feels good to be in the presence of others working on themselves that way. Yeah. And I think that provides the clearing or the community of walkers that we were talking about, that that's the, that, that becomes then, okay, well, we are all walking here, walking us home, right? That's where we're walking, right? And it's just easier when you get on that, you know, you got other people along the path with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about, I, I I think that's all I really wanted to say about distinguishing is that it's this it's different than knowing something. And there's a certain, there's definitely a level of effort and a most likely a level of pain. Uh, yeah. To go through and and I think we settle for understanding uh, all the time, yeah, yeah. or thinking that even understanding is where you want to be. Right. Yeah. the only, The only thing I want to add, which I think we've already said, just but I want to. It's still in my space. Is that it's if you don't, um, 
if you're not asking the questions about the cathedral thing, like what is what is the work? What's the thing I want to do? What's the contribution I want to make? If you're not getting that distinguished for yourself, it's I, I know from my own experience, very easy to be pulled into the popular, trendy, this is what I should be doing. So we think the work yeah. is posting a hundred social posts a day. And the dis- and then we get sidetracked into into doing the 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 psychological pain of posting a hundred posts a day. And that's actually not, that may actually not be the thing. I mean, it's not to say you, you couldn't use the skills you built of doing a hundred posts a day, but the, the actual work, if we can ask a better question, which is what the workshop does. I think the workshop just asks a better question to get you distinguished on that your cathedral, the thing you want to do with your life. Then, then the then the hours you spend the 10,000 hours you spend are actually in a direction not a destination but in a direction towards the thing you say you're committed to versus versus saying I want to be mindful but I don't know what to be mindful about and so I'm I guess Gary V has my answer I'm going to go do 100 posts a day and that would be maybe off track yeah i mean i think that's that's yeah, that's conf- – I don't know that that's con- – I was going to say I think that's confusing the map for the territory, but I um, I think it's more like you don't have a clear <clears throat> destination, and so you're – but you're going to move really quickly in a direction, right? Like uh, 100 posts a day is an activity, yeah, but it's not – the. F- but where are you going with that? You know, until you answer right. the question, right. where right. am I going with that? Why, right. what, what is there even to post? That's yeah. Right? right. That's my point. Right. So taking the time to distinguish and then make that a mm-hmm. lifelong sure. commitment to refine it yeah. is what's your cathedral in honor of. Yeah, that's right. Right. And distinguishing that is where any of this, the rest of this starts. And then mindfulness then becomes a way of, Sharpening the chisel and yeah. clarifying that and doing all right. that. Then everything else that you do becomes, oh, okay, this is, you know, I can have that live inside the cathedral yeah. of, right. in my case, agency. Yeah. You know, that that's the way that. I love works. that. My, the way you just said that is mind because then mindfulness becomes in service of the cathedral yeah. becomes in service. Of, it's not this thing. We just sit in Lotus pose to stop our thoughts. It's, it actually becomes a practice that supports the thing we say we're committed to. And I think for a long time, I kind of had mindfulness and meditation as this thing that sounds good. Like you said, like people understand that meditation is a good thing. Oh yeah. Meditation. Right. That's cool. But without a, without a, a direction, without a true North, we kind of don't know what to do with mindfulness. We're like, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Right. I, you know, this goes back to that conversation we were having about intention too. You know, one of the mindfulness instructors I listen to all the time is her name is Tara Brock hmm. and she's wonderful. And she starts with um, always, what's your intention of sitting today? Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, hmm. there's a, there's certainly an element of paradox hmm. in that for me that, um, you know, that's my intention is that's how does that jive up with non-striving? And we've had this before. We've had this conversation before. Right. So the inherent, the, the instant is like, uh Oh, right. Like I, 
intention. That's going to mean I'm going to now have to go for it versus no, what's the, what are you clearing for? What are you creating as an intention for today? And that there's, you know, even if your cathedral is enlightenment, then you would be sitting, meditation would be a tool for that. It's not an end unto itself, uh, you know, although there's no place to get to. It's, I think the important part, and I think we forget this. This is one of the big things that people, my experience in working with thousands of people is that we forget that we're the ones making it up. Mm-hmm. You know, that where the, you know, when you're saying, you know, you're, what's your cathedral and serve in honor of, mm-hmm. you're the one who gets to say. Yeah. It's not the truth. Right. It's, you get to say, this is what matters. This is what matters. I'm saying it. Why does this matter? Because I said so. Mm-hmm. And then you're, and then everything starts to fall in line with, okay, well, I'm, that's what I said my life was for. This is the shot I called. And it takes you out of the seeking mode. Oh, I got to find the answer mm-hmm. and puts you in the creative mode. I, you know, this, I could say anything and have it be the answer. Right. As long as I got committed to it, I could say anything and then let's go. And then it, then I think the funny thing is, is that my experience of that is that once you really do say hmm. what the answer is, I think everyone winds up in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think when people get to say what their lives are for, everyone winds up in the same sort of space yeah, yeah. of abundance, love, joy, freedom, Full self-expression, agency, power. Everyone winds up down that road. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. right. But you get to say, and you get to say your flavor and your expression. And, um, you know, it'd be worthwhile to, to write this down and have this be a conversation for next time. But Ikigai came across my screen recently mm-hmm. as a distinction. And I'd love to dive into Ikigai because I think it's, oh. I think it's the next, I think it's related to what we're talking about. I love Ikigai. Right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Good. I think oh, we good. should stop this here and then bring up Icky next week. Next cliffhanger. Week. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay Don't tuned. know what Icky guy is. You'll find out next week. Uh, yeah, and good. If you want to learn more about our workshop and uh, the Mindful CEO community, you can go to the mindfulceo.com. The there's T H E the mindfulceo.com. Click on the appropriate links, get around, and um, we'll follow up from there. So great, Aaron. Thanks for another one. We'll see you next time for some Icky guy. Goose. Peace. <laughs>